guys. All right, all right. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Three Birds in a Punt. As always, I am one of the co-hosts. My name is Afia, and I am joined by my friend, John. Say hey, John. Hey, hey. Welcome. All right, we're missing one-third of the birds, but don't worry. We'll be back with us soon. The title of this episode, episode 51, Finally Football. Okay, I felt like the longest offseason Ever. I've been saying that because I've been feeling it the longest offseason ever. Football's back. The birds are back. Um, we are always as happy to announce that we have partnered with the Maze Media Labs to be the official Eagles podcast for the Pigskin Network. You can find the three birds and a punt on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Megaphone, or wherever you get your podcast. We're also on Twitter and on Instagram at three birds and a punt. Please download and subscribe. We've really been appreciating all the fan support. Keep it up. We enjoy this. It's going to be a heck of a season. Clearly, the anticipation from the fans is out of control. Just amazing. Uh, we had Ann joining us early. Hey, hanging out with us tonight after the game. Hey, Ann. Um, let's just get right into this great topic. Let's recap the first preseason game. Finally, we've got some game action. Um, we saw, I think, a, a very efficient First string of offense go out there, had Jalen go six for six and a TD to Dallas Goddard, exactly what you want to see. Um, just just running on all cylinders. I really want to get your take, John, on how you saw um the this first preseason game and and what what your outlook is on the Eagles thus far. Thank you, Steph. Oh, it was it was it was a good start to this to the year. They looked efficient. Offense, offensive line looked good, and Jalen looked really good. Um, when his schedule plays didn't go as planned, he took off. He extended plays with his leg. That one completion to Quez, that was that's gonna be that's gonna be his make or break this year. Yeah, it really showed off a lot of his the uh, ability that we love. And that TD that was taken back, too, also, again, showed off his legs. You know, his ability to take things that are breaking down and turn a negative into a positive very quickly. Um, I think Jalen showed a great command of the offense. He didn't seem ruffled, even with that dirty late hit out of bounds, which was ridiculous um, because he was already out of bounds when the man led with his head and hit him. But he even still kept his composure, still led the team down the field, didn't didn't shake him, didn't didn't get him too rattled. Um, I was I was very pleased to see how poised he was. I like that I like that Jordan Mailata stood up for his quarterback and let Williams know next yeah. time I better not. We don't see do him that him. around here. You better <laughs> Better think twice. We got our yeah. bodyguard for another 10 years. Do it in my life. 24 years old. Yeah. No, that, that, that kid's a stud. That kid's a stud. And luckily we have him on our team and he's he isn't gonna be going anywhere anytime soon. And I think he's he's just gonna get better. Yeah. Um that whole that whole line is is really young in a certain way, even though I know Jason Kelson and Lane Johnson are have been playing for such a long time, they still they feel like stalwarts, you know. I know. Uh, Jason's coming off an elbow injury, but I, I honestly, I don't doubt that he'll be starting his 123rd consecutive game for the Eagles. And, and I don't think he'll miss, miss a snap at all this season. 
uh, barring any serious injuries, just because that's the type of player he is and that's the type of O-line we have. Um, I, I was also pretty pleased to see um, Watts, Watkins getting involved very early. He got a couple of great throws. Um, I saw Dallas Goddard being utilized, which is great because you're seeing Jalen kind of work the middle of the field a little bit more. Um, it just, just quiet efficiency from the first string offense. And then on the, on the first string, on the first string defense, ferociousness. Did you see the linebackers, John? Ooh, we have linebackers. That was such an issue before. Oh my TJ, gosh. We TJ, have Edwards, TJ Edwards. Uh, Isaiah White. Isaiah White, my boy. Ooh, that pick was sweet. I thought he had a pick six. I thought he was going back into the end zone till Wilson got him. You know what's crazy? Kaiser White did that all last year for the for the Chargers, and they let him walk. Yeah, he's gonna be in line for a big contract. And, yeah, and he's a dog. And, and there were some reports. Did you see the way he read that gap? TJ's acting reacted so much more instinctively, and I even think that you know we saw Nicole Dean for a little bit, and yeah. he, and he also read his gaps really well. And I think once he kind of understands the game of football at a professional level, he the, his smartness will really help him excel um, as a as a, a mid a mid linebacker. I agree. Did you see the one the one rep where Jordan Davis was stuffing? He was. He was uh he collapsed through the um looked like the the the, the two hole and the, the center was blocking him. He opened up a, a nice lane for Nakobe Dean and Nakobe Dean came in, diagnosed the run, and stopped it. I was like, Yeah, wrapped him up. It was it's nice. Like, like in college, right? Just like back in college. Man, listen, and Jordan Davis, that kid is a stud. Okay, yeah. I know, I know he went viral with that bull rush of Cam Jurgen, and it was a whole thing, but listen. That's teammate on teammate. Think about him pushing the pocket every Sunday. He was up against the first string offense of the Jets, and he's pushing a center that's been playing pretty well. This is a rookie who was playing his first NFL game versus a center who's had a lot of starts in this league, and he was he was pushing him back. Okay, okay, his his bull rush. A lot of a lot of a lot of NFL offensive lines are going to wake up on Sunday morning thinking, what do we have to do to scheme against 90? We have two players now, 91 and 90. We have to spend a couple of hours every week game planning against. And not only that, they got Brandon Graham who look good, Josh Sweat, um, Marvin, Big Marv Wilson from Florida yep. State look good in, in limited time near the end of the game. Hassan Riddick looked Har- good. Hargrave didn't even play. So imagine we get Hargrave, right. you know, Williams, uh, uh, Derek Hassan Riddick. <laughs> Man, the sky is the limit. I'm actually, I'm actually excited to see because you know I think what what's, what was a big underlying theme of our offense of our defense last season was a lot of guys playing out of alignment. You know, like because of the way that Jonathan Gannon wanted to have his scheme and we didn't have the players sort of fit for these certain techniques, certain roles. So a lot of these guys were, were playing outside their natural position. And so it wasn't really something that was geared to really let them go off and show their strength, especially maybe Josh Sweat um, having to play inside too often when really he's just a physical pure end. He, we really just need him to rush him a passer. And I think this season with the guys that we have now, 
with the way that we are hybrid, we're having so many hybrid linebacker packages, we really are going to free up um, the defense to play this odd front multiple ends the way that Jonathan Gannon wants to do it. And he won't have to pigeonhole certain players into the role because that's the only players he has. And those are the best players he has. And he just has to put them on the field however he can. I, you know what? I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the Eagles moved Josiah Scott, the corner from Michigan State that we got from the Jaguars last year. They moved him. They convert him from corner to safety and he did admirably well i honestly think he moved himself up the depth chart and he could i mean if the eagles really wanted to get rid of jaworski tart or anthony harris that dude might be a good he, he could be a good end up being a good safety um like um like a like a Leroy butler was for the packers like undersized but like feisty no, keeps the the receivers in front of him. Takes good angles to the ball like that. I could see him doing that. I could see him converting, being that second safety. Um, just be tough with bigger guys. How he would hold up, but in the first showing at safety, he did really well. Um, and uh, take take Gowan number thirty six. He did well. That's the guy. That's the corner we got from. The Cardinals in the Zach Ertz trade, he looked really well. He was tested in the end zone, and uh, he held his own. And it, the one, the one, uh, they flew through a flag, and they it looked like it was going to be offensive pass interference. But then they end up saying that there was no foul on the play. The, yeah, offensive, you, the receiver clearly, um, Charles, he clearly yeah, he pushed, pushed off. off. And I would definitely think that our last to talk that the refs were terrible. Or this Jerome Booker. You gotta expect that with the Eagles. Yeah, I, know Booker. Oh. I know it's the preseason. I know that the refs are also working on some kinks and stuff too. But there was that phantom hold on on Jordan Mailata that took away uh Jalen Hurts's uh touchdown. And then the following series, when the Jets were on the field, they had a similar play where the, there was way worse of the Greasers hold like this. They had a way worse of a hold on the guy and had a more impact on the play and they didn't call it. And it yeah. just seemed like it was a lot of, and, and I'm not here to say, because I, I was pretty upset with how many penalties were, were called seven is too many for, for a preseason game. Um, it, it makes me worried that we're going to be dealing with penalties again early on in the season. And that's, and that's going to be a problem. Um, I think we have more of an offense that can play behind the sticks than ever before, but still that's not what you want. You don't want to be having to start first and 20, first and 15, second and 15, whatever it is, because you're making stupid mistakes. Um, so I'm really upset about that. But at the same time, some of these penalties were like, where? Where? What are you talking about? And it's that's just an appearance in the end zone against us, too. Right. It, it was, was just so that it just, just it wasn't called fairly. And it seemed to be an agenda. And it's like it's the preseason game. What are you doing? Um, but anyway, let's get on to our next topic, because I think that, as you say, like the, the Eagles did a great job with the preseason game up until the third string. You can expect the third string to not be the best. Um, but the first two, the the first string and the second string starters held their own. I want to know, who are you looking at? Who did you see in the, the game that stood out to you? Um, there's certain Eagles on the bubble, odd man out. Um, how are you kind of seeing 
their chances of making the team shake out after this first preseason game? A guy that comes to mind right away is Jalen Rager. Mm-hmm. He actually looked like a competent receiver, mm-hmm. and he, he he looked pretty good. I was surprised. I noted that the bar is kind of low, but I I expect good things from him. Uh, Noah Tagai, the tight end from BYU, uh, he he's in line to be our fourth tight end. Um, I think he has a good shot. And making the opening day 53, I really do. Um thought Jason Huntley did some good things for himself. Jason Huntley, he needs more touches. Mm-hmm. As you can see, he had some clear, clear good runs. Um, he does need to work a little bit on his balance, but like his kick return was great, and that's what we need. He's 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 gonna make his mark as a kick returner. If it's not Britton Covey, it's gonna be him. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa, or I think that that whole battle is going to be tough too. Where Britton Covey, I thought would be targeted more. There were some plays left. There was definitely some meat left on the bone for uh, Reed Sinet in that mm-hmm. last that last. Yeah, game. it's interesting. I was thinking, you know, Reed's going to threaten um, Minshew for that for that second sloppy just because of how the practices were going. But it's always very important to understand that. Well, as much as Minshew maybe didn't excel too much in practice, he has more game experience. And that clearly played off for him because reason it, you know, was just had to settle down. And once he did settle down, he, he was able to play very well within the structure of the offense. Um, and he did some good things, but I definitely don't think um, enough to, to make the Eagles feel comfortable moving on from Minshew. Zach Pascal is real. That's a good, mm. that's a good quality signing. Like yes. that dude I, is going to be like Artori Smith. And yeah. I was sitting here watching the game with my son, and he was like, Dad, he's like, I think the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. And I looked at him, I'm like, you think we had the pieces? And he was like, yeah, they, had, they yeah. Their, their second team receivers are, could start on other teams. And I was like. Right. And you know what? You know what I loved? You know what I loved? I didn't hear Greg Ward's name all night. <laughs> Oh, Zach Pascal. Pascal is a bigger Greg Ward that does more and blocks. Okay, but better route runner, sure hands, much more reliable in the red zone. I, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty pleased um, with the way that our our team is actually having way more depth than than we've ever had. I think, I think, the, I agree with you that you know um, that Rager did some good things. That you know he didn't drop anything, which I don't. I don't necessarily think that that was too big of a concern, but it became. It, there was a lot of narrative and impressions built on him, especially because sometimes he would have an attitude when he didn't get the ball very often, and it was it was noticeable on the field. You don't want to. You don't want a player that you could tell checks out when the ball's not coming to them, and um, so I do think that Rager definitely seemed engaged. He, you know, he was animated on the side of the field, chatting up, talking with the guys. You know, even though he's on the bubble, this is a kid that that seems like he, you know, um, understands what's important and is and is fighting for his NFL future. And I, and I love that. You know, you that's what you want to see. Um, I also think that um, we did, we barely heard JJ Ortega's Whiteside's name until the very end, and he didn't catch the only ball that went his way. And and honestly, I don't behind him though. It was a bad ball. It was. It was behind them, but I mean, at the same time, I think you have limited opportunities to show this team as you're making a conversion to a new position. 
that you're worth the spot. And I think I don't know if he has any practice squad eligibility. So, but if he does, that's where he's going. Like like JJ Arthur Whiteside's not making the fifty three. I agree. I agree, and that's sad because I like him. He's he was he's a good dude. He work he does work hard. It's just like maybe he was drafted high. high I mean. Of, of where he was drafted, that pedigree, you think about the players that are drafted around him, you would expect more production. Yeah. But sometimes it takes players some time to figure things out and figure out their career and their path. And I think that's a part with him, with JJ, because he's a good guy. He does show up he, and he's likable. They like him. That's why they offered to move him to tight end. He's a bigger receiver anyway. You know what? Let's take advantage of that size. Make him be like a move tight end. But I think once Tyree Jackson comes off of the pup list, that dude's going to easily take over the number two tight end role. Absolutely. The guy, I like Jack Stahl. I like Calcaterra. We also still have Dick we got Rod. Dick Rod Rogers. We, yeah. we, have, we have some good depth. We, we, that we do. Can... I, do. I, I worry a little bit about the tight end position, but I do agree with you that there may be some unknown names that could really pay off. And honestly, really, we need more of a blocking tight end than a receiving tight end because our offense really can only handle. As we saw when when Zach Ertz and Dallas got over here, offense really can't handle two receiving elite tight ends. It just doesn't work as well. Um, somebody's always not going to get enough snaps. So having more of a blocking tight end and more of an inline receiving tight end, even though Dallas Goddard can do both very, very well, just making him be elite and and keeping the defense more off guard, I think, to the tendencies, because you won't know if the tight end is going to block or if the tight end is going to go out for a route. And I think knowing you have a little bit more flexibility with Dallas and whoever is the second tight end than you did with Zach and Dallas. Um, you know, it's going to afford uh, Sirianni and his team um, a lot of creative of looks, I think, this season, they're going to be way more dynamic. They're not going to just line up. They're going to be way more doing a lot more misdirection. They're going to use a lot more motion. You know, they're going to they're going to they're going to be constantly sort of ch- challenging the defense to be trying to figure out what's going on rather than diagnosing the play before the ball is snapped. And the crazy thing is that AJ Brown was not targeted tonight. Right. Imagine when he gets involved. Right. It's going to be over absolutely absolutely they look they look really sharp it was a good game plan i wanted to see more runs but they i mean they moved the ball six six for six we can't argue with it all right we're gonna get into this ad break now football fans join the next generation of fantasy football with rainmakers football their first ever nft fantasy draft king from fantasy game from DraftKings. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Now you can play all seasons for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can take their full first their first full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player cards, NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auction on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes of our NFC collection and earn points for touchdowns, reception, and more, just like daily fantasy football. Build your NFC franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions in prizes. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. You see it scrolling down your screen. 
Click the Rainmakers title and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers Football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win only at DraftKings. Contents entries dependent on type and number of NFT held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, y'all, tap in. Sounds like a great deal. Yeah, it does. NFTs, that's, a, that's the new market. Make it your crypto on. <laughs> let's go. All right, let's go. <clears throat> I want to get into, I think, what is going to be a, a hot topic on all Eagles fans' um, minds are coming off this um, preseason game and, and finishing off the first half of training camp. Jalen Hurts' progress and his ability to solidify himself as the franchise quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Where do you think Jalen is in his quest to um, make that um, that title a permanent one, John? He has to win games. Honestly, I, I don't think the numbers really matter. He showed us last year he could do it with his legs. He has to be more consistent passing the ball, absolutely. But as long as the win column is where it's supposed to be, we win those tough games. We we play Green Bay. We play some tough teams. We play Dallas twice. Like there are some tough games ahead later in the middle of the schedule that he's going to have to put his big boy pants on and win the game. He has to be a game manager, more like a point guard. He has to know, get the, get the offense going. And it's it's going to rest on his shoulders, honestly, because all the other pieces around him look really, really strong. Question about running back, but we have a good group, good group, good running. And uh, Jamel Singleton is a great running backs coach. He has those guys ready, and they're going to be deep no matter who's out there. Um, and the offensive line looks good. It's all going to rest on Jalen, and I hope he doesn't feel that pressure. He he has such a personality that. And, and and a persona that he could take on, he can hold the world on his shoulders. But he, I just want him to read, like, take, be patient through his progressions, trust his eyes, and throw your guys open. And he, he was throwing to the left side of the field, and that was a big thing. That but he was limited. He was limited the last, like his rookie year, and then last year. This year, I think we're going to see the full becoming of Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. I think he could become a potential franchise quarterback this year. It's going to take a lot of work, though. He's going to have to do it. Instead of us talking about it, he's going to have to go out there and prove it. They disrespected him. They uh, all A lot of uh, analysts disrespected him. They don't put put him up there with the upper echelon quarterbacks. He's going to have to go out and show out and play. And it's a team game. It's a team game. But the success, the keys are in the ride. He has to get us to the promised land. And, and I, I agree with you. Capitalize on those, beat the teams we're supposed to beat, and beat a few of those teams we're not supposed to beat. Absolutely. I, I, would, I would agree with you 100% on that, John. And I would think, you know, um, it is it is not hyperbole to say that there are there's a sentiment around the Philadelphia Eagles fans that this team is complete, um, that this team is competitive right now, that this team should be like like everyone 
And I and again, it's not hyperbole. Everyone will be disappointed if we flame out in the first round of the playoff. It's unacceptable. Everybody, I think, has a measurement stick of what they consider a successful season, and getting past the first round of the playoffs is is the idea of a successful season. So to say that the expectations are high is an understatement. Okay, we are all honestly in our head thinking Super Bowl or bust. You watch that first play. You watch them march down the field with so much efficiency. We didn't even see A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. Or Devontae. (laughs) Okay, and and you're like, like, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Bowl. So I agree with you 100% when I say a lot of that optimism rests on Jalen's continued maturation as a as a passer because I believe as an athlete he has already shown you that he's an impeccable athlete that knows how to be dynamic on the football field in any way you need him to be but can he be consistent as a passer I do think that there is a a low level concern you know listening to all the practice report reading all the practice report Jalen has been um um uneven to say the least Right. The consistency that we'd like to see um, hasn't necessarily been there. He's gotten better over the last couple of days. Um, I think after his birthday, he's been playing pretty well. Um, But but it's still maybe not beyond what you what you already know from Jalen. I do think that there are certain tendencies of his that maybe he he won't grow out of his tendency to run when when things break down. when it works well, it works well. When he runs, but there could have been a pass that could have been completed. I'm going to be a little, I'm going to say, yeah, I still want to see some maturation. I don't know how much time the Eagles have to give him. I think he only gets this one season to really, really show us. Um, he's really going to, I think, honestly have to make it impossible for the Eagles not to draft someone else. And that's a tall bar. One, I think Jalen is completely capable of surpassing but it's going to take a lot of consistency. And and the consistency that we do see out of Jalen tends to be of the things that he really does know how to do well, which is run um, and use that athletic dynamicism to, to get us the first down. And you know what? However we win, however we win. I love it. Um, but I do think that we all are wanting to see that consistency as a passer. I was encouraged six out of six. You know, he's, he's not throwing very many interceptions. So even though, you know, maybe there isn't as many wild plays as you'd like, he's not he's not completely wildly inconsistent. Taking care of the ball is important, and he does a pretty good job of it. It's going to come down to that. It's going to come down to when the play breaks down, finding that outlet, getting rid of the ball. That's going to be a key one, too. Don't hold the ball too long. Yes. He had the ball. He was like the 31st. Or maybe thirty first, thirty second, and and hold, and and I think because you know him having that feeling that he can always run and use his legs. Well, yeah, of course I understand, but I also do think that you have to be faster with that clock in your head because you know in practice it's a little different. You're not getting hit, but in the NFL, as you can see clearly, some of these guys play dirty. And some of these guys don't care that they're trying to level you. I mean, honestly, I think to a certain extent. There can be this perception of, well, if we know that if we, when you're a runner, we're going to treat you like that and try to knock you out the game. You know what I mean? Um, They go a little harder on the quarterbacks that run than the quarterbacks that don't. That's just my perception of it. 
I agree because that hit by Williams was kind of dirty. He was, was he gave himself up, and you're gonna hit him. Oh yeah, yeah I would have been all in his face. Yeah, and and, and you oh. wouldn't have that wouldn't have happened with Tom Brady. That wouldn't have happened with um. It would have been it would have been a flag and ejection. Right. Yeah, uh, so I, just there's just a lot of unnecessary things, and so that that is something that you know concerns me a little bit is that you know there could be a time where Jalen takes off maybe when he didn't need to. Um, but you know what? That's the part of his game that you you live in, you 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 rise or you die by. And hopefully he'll continue to rise. And as he matures, he'll start being better at learning when and when not to take off. I agree. All right. So our last topic of the night, John kind of touched on it earlier when he mentioned the, the running back group. What are some of your position concerns? Um, as we sort of round into the second half of the of the season, um, I know I've I, my position concern is also the running backs. Um, we don't have a power back. We got stopped on a lot of sh uh, third and shorts this evening, which I think is indicative of us not having that sort of back that can really churn his legs and get that extra tough grinding yards. I think that may be an issue when we get to a lot of goal line um, situations. Um, I don't think you necessarily want the QB doing it 100% of the time. So where do you see on this team right now where you'd like, you know, I think we need to add a little bit more depth? I would definitely add, I think after the last cuts, they're going to add a power running back. The dude that played for the Jets, uh, Zanik Wright from uh, Knight from NC State, number 35 for the Jets. That scored a touchdown to, to put them ahead. That that guy was real in the ACC, and I always thought like, "Dad, he would be good as an Eagle." He reminds me of like a Frank Gore, like no nonsense, like one cut, I'm hitting a hole and I'm getting low. My pad level is gonna be low. It's gonna be a load to take me down. That's the type of runner that dude is, and we missed that with Jordan Howard, the grown man. But uh, Kennedy Brooks kind of looked good. He did, and it was limited action. He's still a little slight. I yeah, think. again, I don't know. I just think we need something. Sometimes you just need a big body that's just going to push through. We don't even have a fullback. You know what I mean? Um, so I do think that there is a an element of, of bruising that's missing from the team. And, and I would say we're finesse, but we're not quite at that level of being quite finesse. We're still rough around the edges. I wouldn't call us a finesse team yet. Um, but I would really do – I really would think that – you know, we, we should get somebody in there to, to really kind of grind out some hard yards for us. Um, I'm also looking at that the cornerback position. I think, honestly, um, outside of Bradbury and Slay, we we're, we don't really have that, that grid of death at the cornerback spot. And I think that if something were to happen with any one of those, Avante or, or Bradbury or Slay, I think we'd be in some real trouble. Um, because I thought, what was that guy's name? Um, take Allen? Not take Take Allen. He was all right. But the other one on the other side. Um, Mac, Mac McCain? Oh, Zach McPherson. No, not McPherson, but McPherson. Uh, like, Josh I, I'm so annoyed that they gave McPherson number 27. It, right? just, it, it really weird. bothered me. I thought it was weird. I'm like, Malcolm's not out there. Really? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I understand you're not going to like retire Malcolm's number, but like you really sure. gave it Malcolm's number away that quick? It just, it I don't know, it just bothers me. It bothers me. Like, like, and he's not even like 
holding up to it very well. Sorry, just had to throw my like. No, it's okay. No, like they did Westbrook. You noticed nobody had thirty six until uh, Jay Jahi, and then he ended up changing his number. Remember that? Right. Jay Jahi right. was the first person know, to wear, wear like Brian Westbrook jersey. Yeah, there's just an unwritten rule for certain numbers, and you, and I don't know. I don't think enough time passed to just give up number twenty seven so easily, especially to a guy that I don't know is really honoring the the number well in Zach McPherson. Um, uh, because I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. No, I think. Oh man, maybe his last name was Scott. He kept. I, I, at some point, I remember the the Jets QB kept picking on him. And every time he threw that way, he, there was a completion. There was a completion. There was a completion. Oh, he Josh Blackwell. Not. Yeah, Josh Blackwell. Blackwell, maybe. I don't know. Josh Job. Josh Job, too. From Josh Job, there. Job. Him. No. So oh, we, we definitely have no depth at that quarterback uh, position. And so I think that's an uh, area of concern for us, um, low-key, you know, um, because if – any of them were to go down, uh, I think we're going to be looking at a repeat of last season. And I don't want to be a prevent defense anymore. It is not pretty. It is gross. <laughs> and it's honestly just bad football. I agree. I like Mac McCain. Mac McCain, the second-year guy that we got, I think he has a good – He he's been playing his tail off. I think he has a chance to to be that, that either – next man up on the outside or after McPherson. I think it's Slay, Slay Bradbury, McPherson, and I think Josh, uh, Mac McCain. Uh, Mac McCain, and then you have uh, Tay Goodwin. Carrie, we miss Carrie Vincent Jr. tonight too. Um, but Josh Job and Blackwell, those guys will probably be practice squad players this year. They, they were offered a lot of guaranteed money to sign with us too. So, yeah, because we don't have any depth at the cornerback position. And we don't have nobody at the cornerback position. And they keep trying to um, bring in these homegrown. They want they want homegrown corners. And really all we have is Avante. Um, and, and he's more suited for a slot or a safety position than he is an outside corner position, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, it's, it's crazy to say I miss the Green Goblin. But I, but I do, I do. I just feel like you had, you. There was just a lot of security in knowing that you had a real gamer on that end, you know. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I know I like the starters that we have. I think our starters are great, but I'm concerned about you know who's who's backing them up. Um, I think I think that's going to be a real weak a weakness for us. I also think that second tight end spot is also going to be a real weakness for us. Even though we have a lot of names that we can toss in, not everybody is maybe like all of them do something well, but not maybe everything well. I agree. Yeah. They're more blocking guys, except for uh, Tyree Jackson, who's on the pup list. And I think once he comes back, he got the, he has a second spot locked up. Right. Jack Stoll is a good inline blocker. And he, um, he talked with, uh, Dave Zadero about his offseason. He was working on his routes and his release and stuff. And he he really he he really worked hard and honed in on his route running and catching because last year his focus as a rookie was just to block. So now I think I mean he could, he does have a good shot. He has the bill for it. It's just a matter of letting him run the routes, really. 
I think he has a good chance. But Tyree Jackson, once he comes back off the pup list, he's going to surprise a lot of people. People are like, yeah, oh, no, I shoot. think I think do not on this team or how how other t- other fa- fans from other teams are like, dang, why didn't we pick up that guy? He was a quarterback from University of Buffalo, and they convert him to tight end, and he's a beast. Yeah. Like, I definitely think that um, Tyree Jackson is going to come back and he will completely change, I think, the facet of that tight end position. Because even though I think uh, uh, Richard Rodgers, Dick Rod, is, is extremely reliable and I and I like him a lot, he's more of a third tight end than, than, than necessarily your second tight end. You know, I don't know if that really gives you a lot of comfort um, to have him be your second tight end. So it's, it's really important that these positions get addressed sooner rather than later. Um, I know that at this stage in the game, you know, we're kind of whatever we get or, or the other teams or for third option, you know, with the mm-hmm. rotation. But but that's I believe in our coaches. You know, I think we have some really good coaches um, that, that really know how to coach up these young men who are really trying to make a name for themselves and can grind out a really good career as a good deaf player in the NFL, especially for a Philadelphia Eagles team that's primed to, to, to challenge for a lot of spots. Um, I think the best thing you have about Nick Sirianni being so new is that he doesn't necessarily have these like hard fun, like loyalties. Like I drafted you, I have to keep you type thing, you know? So I really keep that competition element still flowing. I agree. And you got to love that from your head coach. It, it, it trickles down to everyone. Um, and you saw when after that hit, that Jalen took, you saw his language. Yeah, you saw how animated he was. You don't I was need like, to, that's my coach. You don't, know, coach. You don't need to. You don't need to uh, uh, to read lips to know what he was was yelling to the <laughs> to the refs about that hit because it was to quote coach fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I'm happy to leave on that note because it because it was and and the league should be getting a letter, a strongly worded letter Strong about word. that. Um, mm-hmm. And he, that man should be fined. Should have been I ejected, agree. actually. Yeah, and a regular right. game would have been ejection. He would have been like, "What the heck?" Yeah, you don't lead helmet to helmet. Oh, a quarterback. Don't lead out of bounds. Everything that they're trying to get out of the game, he did. So it was just it was just that's targeting. It was just a terrible, terrible play. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Uh, I hope. Uh, you, uh, you three birds fans enjoyed another great episode, episode 51 of three birds and a punt. Please make sure you subscribe and download to the podcast. We're streaming on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Megaphone, wherever you get your podcast. Okay. Um, you can follow me at according to Afia on Twitter, and you can follow my friend, John, uh, at John Monroe yep. Jr., John Monroe Jr. on Twitter. <laughs> Follow at Three Birds and a Punt on Twitter. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We appreciate you. Great show. Thank you, John. Thank you, Steph. Peace. Go Birds. Go Birds. <laughs>